0: Connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mind on Media, Conscious Conversations. I'm Christy, here with the rest of the AOC gang, and today we're doing, as we always do, increase the dialogue around relevant media literacy topics um today's no different um we are directing our convo specifically for this episode toward our local community members who are interested in producing becoming producers and reporters specifically of news media as a citizen journalist so if you're a creator out there and you're seeking to start your own news television show or podcast Um, or even a blog or like a social media blog or the like, because that's how a large portion of the world gets their news today, then uh, we're talking directly to you. So I want to kick things off here with that uh, starter topic, sort of pulling from you guys' experience with just consuming the news Mm -hmm. across a range of different outlets and sources. Can you help me identify to our viewers some of those important things those important pointers that any aspiring producer should know who wants to take on news stories um, and news coverage you know whether they want to report large uh, global affairs like politics economic affairs um or whether they're choosing to do something much smaller and more focused like a local school campus news show um anyone who's anyone who's seeking to cover events and stories that are happening in the now What should they know or take into consideration when getting
1: started? I'll say straight up that they should decide from the jump if they want to be journalists in the true sense of the word or if they just want to be people who make money making noise Uh, because the techniques are different and the requirements are different, but the equipment's the same. And so if they want to learn to press equipment and so forth, they don't have to be a journalist. But if you want to be a, a citizen journalist and do real reporting, for real consumption by people who want to consume accurate stuff, then mm-hmm. to get into the game, you really should determine your own ethical boundaries and then learn the, the process. And that's unbiased, both sides don't be influenced by money. You, you know, I, I guess I could go through the criteria to be a journalist.
2: I was uh, like determined. The, the things that sort of cross the journalistic boundaries, because in, in like sort of reading the prep for today's podcasts uh talk about the pyramid structure which is a a a print news sort of format um but broadcast journalism is very different in that it all it already relies heavily on the storytelling format um sort of a beginning middle end and and uh not so heavily whereas print is about getting the information to news consumers as quick as possible and then giving more and more detail for those who are interested in continuing reading but the thing that goes across or was supposed, is supposed to go across both when they were still teaching like uh, journalism ethics is credibility. And part of the way you build that is direct sources. You always verify a piece of information from two different sources. Um, and that's sort of how you, different newspapers have different standards, but that was like the bare minimum is that if you had a fact that you couldn't verify via documentation or something like that, you had to verify it via two direct sources. And that's like one minor way to start building credibility. So
3: CNN hears it on MSNBC
2: and Fox and they run with it.
1: Well, he, he did very Direct much
2: sources, sense. not yeah. reporting sources. Yeah. In the
1: old days, when there was journalism and, and what we consume as news now, and that's a the bigger problem is that there's no consumer understanding of real journalism versus news media that calls themselves journalists. And reporters are not reporters, they're repeaters. They get they say what they get told to say.
3: But, but that's obviously not true when we look at the amount of people subscribing to individual journalists on Substack uh, to the point where the real news media reports on it and talks about how it could be a threat to mainstream journalism, <laughs> mainstream journalism, which, of course, no longer exists.
1: Yeah, it's I, just, I, I it's just I stuff it between ads. The stuff between ads and the, the, the debasement of the concept of journalism And I'm naive enough to say, back in the olden days when Walter Cronkite said it, you more or less understood it to be at least the fact of what may have happened, not his spin on what may have happened. Yeah. If you had any brains, you didn't believe automatically it was the whole truth. But you at least could say, well, they are eating babies in the pizza joint, and that's really bizarre, as opposed to nowadays... You can hear anything on any channel, nobody's... Uh, the substack where you're talking to individuals more than one, uh, and you gotta subscribe to them, you gotta find them, uh, vet them, et cetera, et cetera. And then, even in that, in that genre, real journalists versus people who are parading, It's a mess. It's a mess.
2: Well, and I guess like just to not go off the the solutions that we're starting to see is mission driven nonprofit news organizations, which to me is probably in our current, you know, society and economy is probably the best way we can go at the problem of essentially journalism having to compete with entertainment. And that's what makes it. To where, you know, they report on what other people are reporting because you can't exhort resources to have people actually investigate things and still turn a profit in the entertainment driven news landscape that we're in now. You have to get the information quickly and as cheaply as possible. That's why you keep seeing stories where essentially journalists will go to Twitter or TikTok or Reddit They'll go through the thread, they'll copy and paste it, and then add a little bit of information in between because that's the cheapest way to get it. Same reason that instead of doing in-person interviews, when I was, the minor time I worked at a newspaper, they encouraged us to do only email interviews because it was more efficient than going and actually sitting face-to-face with a person. I wouldn't do it because I didn't think it was the best way to interview a person, but that's, I guarantee you, that's half of what you're reading in the paper when they quote somebody. They send him a question on email. They copy and pasted it.
1: That's a fact. That you—that to me, not—it uh, it happens to me often enough to know that that's more common than uncommon. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I'll get a phone call that asks a couple of predetermined questions, uh, and because they all know me a little bit, I get to go off some. But it's uh, it's it's cut and dry canned stuff to fill in between the ads. But something uh, in the homework or the, the the show prep stuff Christy shared. There was an article from a. Uh, an outfit—I don't recall the name. I think it might have been the one that was Democracy SOS or SOS Democracy, whatever their name was. They had a list of eight or ten things that make a. How they're going to change the
2: format of journalism? So I have that, I have that handy for you.
1: Okay, what's well, on one of my laptops here? But more, about the third or fourth thing down, it said they're going to switch from determining what to tell you to asking you what you want to hear. And I got issues with both sides of that argument, but they, they take what we have now currently is the news media determines what you get to see. I think that's true. But they, instead of doing that, they're going to ask you, oh, what's up in your world that you want us to tell you news about, which is confirmation bias affirming. And assuming I know enough to know what to ask you to tell me, you know, uh, if I don't know that there's a war in, in Ukraine, I don't know that, that I need news about it. And if I do need news about it, I don't know why, because
2: I don't live there. I think, uh, though, just just to not me- misrepresent them, you may have had your cynical lenses on, because I don't see that. But I'll read you out their little tenets, because... The reason I included them in there.
1: Oh, words, Matt. Don't pull the truth on me, dude. Well,
2: I, I you know, pull. I'm citing the direct source. Shit, uh, but sometimes, and I make up my own news. What what they yeah. uh, what they're doing is they're actually trying to sort of shift the way that like news coverage is made. So what they're doing is they're partnering with a lot of other organizations to put together a lot of grants for these nonprofit newsrooms. With sort of the, this is their kind of mission. The program will help newsrooms transform their coverage. Well, from, yeah,
1: I, I saw some of that. From part.
2: candidate horse race covered uh, horse race focus coverage to constituent mm-hmm. focus coverage. From journalists deciding what information the public gets to journalists listening to the public to cover information they're missing, and I guess that's what yes, you're talking that's about.
1: That's the one I didn't. Um,
2: problem focused from problem focused reporting to solutions focused reporting. From assuming the public knows how journalism is made to explaining how journalism is made. From conflict oriented reporting that contributes to polarization to good conflict oriented reporting that builds understanding. From under covering, miscovering communities to inclusive, equitable coverage of communities and from coverage of democracy that revolves around one day, election day, to year-round coverage of democracy with elections being one important event.
3: Uh, And I I think I understand, Ed, why uh, the way it's worded is weird, but the one that I think you didn't like what it's really saying is, all right, we need to listen to, let's say, Ed. We need to listen to Ed and be like, hey, Ed, what do you know about? And you'll say, I know about A, B, C, and D. And they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't hear him say anything about the war in Ukraine. So we need to report the war in
1: Ukraine. If yes, that's true, I'm all for it. And everything in that list and the things they're doing, I, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I, I may have interpreted with my cynical glasses, which you know, I have cynical contacts and glasses and I wear them both. Um, and all of it sounds to me like a giant manipulation which is really all journalists are anyway, and they determine I'm going to manipulate it this way instead of that way. And I agree with what they're saying, that that their their new way of doing the news is probably better for us socially than the old way. I mean, what it sounds to me like is some abusive spouse
3: who's like, no, baby, look, I'm going to change. Look, look at all the ways, baby. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be so good to you, baby. Well, and you I, guess, wait. I guess. On on. Is, I guess if see CNN is. I guess if
2: CNN is telling you that, then yeah, I could understand that that representation. Okay. This is not CNN though, and I guess the way that I read that is that they're trying to move away from an entertainment-based model where we cover elections in the easiest way possible by just focusing on the powerful and just focusing on what they're doing to focusing on actual constituents and what they want. From their government and from their democratic society. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, I, to I,
3: me, that still misses the point. Uh, I mean, I think
2: you that, should go check their site out, Jacob, and see if you can apply for like one of their fellowships. And they well, have different it ones. Sounds
3: condescending. Is it? We we have to
2: assume that the public doesn't understand journalism, do we? How about let's I, stop?
3: I, how about the whole problem is that every sector seems to miss. Uh, 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 misunderstand and and, and uh, uh, you know not allow the public to be fully formed. No, the public the public needs to have their hand held. The public doesn't really understand. The public understands more than anybody ever <laughs> generalizing
1: can sum up. I think ultimately, and- the, 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 I as we say, the public, the masses. Don't know, and they don't want to know, and they don't want to be bothered by the was, conversation we're having. those three things are so you, uh, each yeah, of yeah, those three statements you just well, made it, it hurt right? me. Uh, can I reproduce with it, or can I eat it? And then after that, it's just let's have let's survive. It, so the 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 public. The, the public, they, they, they there is no the
2: public. They,
3: you, see, they, you see how
1: you're just literally
3: proving what I just said?
2: But it's weird, Jacob. It's Let me just stop there just because it's weird that you're, what you're saying is that they're assuming and their actual statement was from assuming the public knows how journalism is made to explaining how journalism is made.
3: Exactly. To assuming they don't. No. too to condescending to them.
2: No, all they're saying I'm is explain. Assuming we're
3: speaking to an adult, to assuming that we're speaking to a child—that is what that how it's exp- I mean,
2: you don't ever have things explained to you as an adult.
3: Yes, and I want to murder, but <laughs> I'm an adult, so I don't.
2: Well, see, I like having I like having things explained to, to me that are that I don't 18, know about.
3: Who speaks to me like a child? You, you know, you know how quickly I avoid that person
1: in the future.
2: Well, I guess I don't think of people got, explaining God. to me as explaining to me as though I'm a child.
1: This, this is why. This is why we got to have mood buttons that one of us can turn. It, it.
2: You <laughs> muted uh, yourself with the internet now
1: connection. Now, the uh, going back to the topic, and what do we tell people here in Latvia that want to be citizen journalists? Uh, journalism is a thing. It's not a fantasy, and it separates people who just make noise from people who make noise with a structure that. Many of us agree with. It's kind of like uh, we believe money is worth something because we say it is when a person's a journalist, we kind of believe in what they're doing because they have agreed to apply certain structure to how they do what they do, which is transmit information of relative what you know they they transmit information. So to be a journalist, you got to be one. And, and the tools, and I said this earlier, the tools, to be a journalist and to sit and look like a journalist are exactly the same as to be a total nut job who spews. Let's just use an unfortunate example. You can be a prosperity preacher. Don't have to do anything but tell people they can be happy if they give you money. It's the same as a newscaster. If you do it professionally, you stick to your guns, uh, a newscaster will tell them what they need to hear The prosperity preacher or the propagandist will tell them what they want to hear. It all comes out of the same device, the same tools, same techniques, same propaganda. Journalists just play by rules that we, as a society, say. Those rules work for us. Ideally. Ideally, but then that's part of the problem is that's all breaking down. That we agreed on that when I was young. Now. I don't know. It's all over. It, 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 it wasn't that we agreed on that. that. It was that there was a confluence of factors which
3: created uh, actual journalism.
2: What what know, confluence? Around the, the time. But what confluence of factors?
3: Uh, well, of I, I, I would say I would say for one thing, we had entities who were printing stock quotes and classifieds and making enough money that they could afford to pay a newsroom, a newsroom that wasn't selling newspapers. That, that, that's why.
2: And so now, now we they have, have to,
3: that. The BBC exists. Well, Where's our BBC?
2: We we told them you, we didn't want to pay the taxes.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember that conversation. I I, I, mean, I think a lot of things get decided for us, and then there was, and then we, if, and then we were told that. Well, you decided. Remember? Look up. Uh, okay. Well, then let's have another meeting about that. Let's see if we'll decide the same thing again. I think a lot of things we are told are decided that very much are not decided.
2: Look up uh, TV Wasteland FCC on Google, Jacob, and read about that incident. I don't remember the exact details, but at some point, some guy, I think he was part of the FCC, went before the FCC and said, y'all, we are in trouble. We are about to enter a television wasteland. This medium is powerful. It's going to change everything about us. And from the way we're utilizing it now, we're going down the wrong path and he fought hard and i think that's i think that's how we got the corporation for public broadcasting and some like public interest oh. in television but if you watch the history of that organization and other public radio station organizations all of them have had to change their models to compete with entertainment television cuz you can't provide it without having the kind of money that entertainment makes and so mostly that's driven by emotional pleas and that is in broadcast news those things that are supposed to be public services but also in public radio public television um yeah. it's yeah. they're all trying to compete with that industry because they can't keep they can't make good programming without hiring people who can do good programming and the people who can do good programming are going to go to the entertainment networks for more money 9 times out of 10
1: Well, how about taking the model that supports AOC, for example, and say the people who distribute and profit from the distribution of content provide a certain amount of bandwidth to uh, the funding of, and this is where the the critical funding of legitimate news. There's a problem right off the bat. I'll be the determiner of legitimate news. But that would fund the BBC model here, in a sense, if we could... Uh, all agree that there is an entity that could
2: I mean uh, I, I think
1: but uh, purify the news for us which is bullshit. I don't believe we should uh, but you know there are multiple uh, BBCs which one you turn on two <laughs> water consumers that's all
2: well and, and and even in in the UK I, I think you know and I'm no expert but I the market has become very diversified there's at least four pretty big networks over there Uh IT, ITV, I think, is one. Dave is quickly becoming pretty big. Um, sky? Sky, is. Uh, I'm not sure which is which. But they're, they're even, because they have to compete on a global market, their thing is becoming more capitalist as well. I'm getting a weird knock on my door. Hold one second.
1: Hope we don't witness somebody selling you Girl Scout cookies. Leave the camera <laughs> <dude. laughs> on, <laughs> No, that was a mistake. Now we're going to hear the murder instead of seeing <laughs> it. I think you,
0: Abra, you guys are circling on some uh, some real good points. It's always so hard to jump in because you're throwing in like all this, you know, thought-provoking well, we're, stuff. We're,
1: we're trying to determine the whole concept of journalism. And I'd really like to take it back to the local audience. about if you're interested in trying the concept of delivering information regarding your community or your opinion, come in and do an editorial or do... If you want to do news, uh, we would love to have you. But commentary and news, could do, you can do either. And uh, knowing what journalism is as a consumer is more important than knowing what journalism is as a presenter. Because, like I say, you can be you can be in the news business with a microphone and a camera. To be a journalist, you stick to those rules. Uh, we at AOC to be either a journalist or a commentator or an editorialist or a poet or you know, any of those things.
2: And that's kind of where I see, you know, the the point that you were getting mad about, Jacob, and, I, you know, I don't, to me, it's like they're not saying, like, we're going to sit you down like a little five-year-old and explain to you how journalism works. It's just like they're not going to hide how the sausage is made as much as, like, for instance, local news uh, is a good example because if you look at that, it's almost devoid of most factual information. It's all about presentation Um, And it's just like a little they just want to have a splash that they're out there getting information out to the public, but they don't ask follow up questions. They're usually just presenting in a PR fashion, whatever they're covering. Whereas I think this what they're saying is like um, like when you listen to this American life and they say we tried to talk to this guy who we're talking about in the story, but he refused comment. I think that's more akin to what they're talking about. is like being like tr- fully transparent in their process. Yeah, that, I mean, that would, of course, be nice. And yeah, I don't think they mean explain to is like, we're going to talk down to you little plebs who are reading our news. It's like, let's bring you into this process and we'll give you as much information as you want to know
3: yeah i just worry when when there's some sort of effort to shake things up and make things more ecumenical or egalitarian or whatever well and that's it, it can, not what they're... it can very much lead to like the new now now we're the ones who are going to you know basically new boss same as the old boss and
2: and, and that's why we have to – that's why things like this encourage me, and maybe they shouldn't, because obviously the attitude – well, maybe from, – from what I understand, the attitude is more cynical from news consumers, and they don't believe that any organization could ever be a good journalist because there's just no such thing because they've been hurt so much by journalists. But – you know, I have to believe that people who are working towards, you know, goals of making news a different kind of coverage than what we have now is, is not a bad thing. And their point by point, to me, seems to make a lot of I did not take away those same things like, oh, this is just another overlord coming in to take power over us.
1: I, I agree with what they're trying to do. Um, and I'm to me, it all goes back to we've got to make smarter consumers. Um because what a journalist is versus what somebody with a microphone is, is no longer as... We're not sharing the same rules anymore that we're used to. Journalism is not as structured as it should be amongst all the stuff that I have to take in. Uh, we have to make smarter consumers at the end of all this. That's my take on it.
2: Here's a um, good comical law that we should enact. We should, make, we should make a law that no news presenter can be an attractive person.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That would help. No and
2: one I, will know what's going on. That sounds good to me.
1: Well, what, <laughs> Max Headroom can deliver the news. I remember Max Headroom. Huh?
2: Hell yeah. I it went looks, on a deep dive on Max Headroom the other day.
1: It looks like a Michael Lunsford <laughs> to me. I'm thinking i get a Michael Lunsford... Uh, that's who he is. It looks a bit like Beavis and Butthead, one of those two. You know and,
2: what? He, uh, he actually is a satire of fascism, of American fascism. That was like the the byline of his sort of like art thesis was American fascist. Who? Huh. Max Headroom. Oh, uh, really? Like if you look at the, the art of it, like there's a bunch of sort of hidden symbols and a bunch of like references to Hitler and Ronald Reagan, and that's what they were sort of like talking about was like, yeah he was a presentation of american fascism what that would look like
1: well christy it's been a great program
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was actually going to wrap up with the last thing that you guys you should
1: probably do the best you can to make us shut this thing down
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i you know you guys throw on a lot of good a lot of good points and um some of the good ones that you made that viewers should take into consideration is understanding that production um, is powerful And Making Smarter Consumers is something that we strive to do with this podcast. So um, as Ed plugged a little bit earlier, um, AOC, I'm going to throw it in there as well. If you are seeking to produce a news production or any production, AOC, we've got all the gear and facilities here in Lafayette to help you get started. Well, actually go from start to finish. You can find out more info about all things media production and media literacy on our website, And thanks again so much for watching and listening to this episode. We hope you guys join us for more Conscious Conversations. We'll see you in the next one.